I also want to vanish equal. I also want to vanquish equal. Ah. <laughs> Take three. How's it going, E? It's going pretty good. All right. Okay, we may have found an apartment. We'll see. Yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, application time. Uh, the fun stuff begins. <laughs> now, do you, um, are they online? I mean, the, they already have our applications. We just haven't uh, paid. So you have to pay the for the app- Pay to apply? Uh, most places you do. What a piece of crap. <laughs> so it works. It's commerce, baby. Hmm. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Backbone of the economy, you know, that uh, sort of thing. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. It's, uh... I call it crap. Insert clip of that. I call it crap, and it gets me very irritated because it is not logical. I don't know what that is. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe it's only from uh, Matching Tie and Handkerchief. You know, it's John Cleese. Oh. Uh, saying that. Don't think it's word association football. No, I, it's not from that. This is a technique used. <laughs> This is a technique out of living. Much used in the practice makes perfect of psychoanalysis, brother. I used to know most of it. Yeah. Tonight's the night we shall be talking about the flu. <laughs> yeah. The subject of word association football. Yeah. That's the intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did that. And then you did the next bit. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful. Okay. Cool. <laughs> anyway, we're going to cut that out. <laughs> so. What we do is just called Two Brothers. This is what we do. Quote this things is... back at each other. What? Oh, I'm leaving it in? <laughs> That's what we do. Mm. I, maybe. Yeah. Well, otherwise, it just comes in, how's it going, A, and then mm-hmm. this is what we do. Yeah. Just quote things back. Now we have to start quoting Kinda things justified. back. justified. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to hear that but us. It's fine. No. That's why we did a show. <laughs> That's <laughs> we, true. We can listen you, back and say, <laughs> I remember that reference. <laughs> That's true. So we are recording the show, and then we each listen back while we edit the show, mm-hmm. and then we, of course, listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> after it's published. Right. So Yeah, yeah. sometimes you listen to additional time i don't i don't know for some reason do i what no i thought you said you listen a couple of times while you're working back and forth no working back just and forth three times like a, 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 editing yeah like you listen to it and then you listen again oh chop it up no uh-uh. oh, okay no i chop it while uh listening right let's do it live mm-hmm. no not live no. so you you listen to more than i do because you listen to well, yeah. bits that you cut out yeah i listen to the I entire to do that uh, raw footage <laughs> and then you uh, tweak it after that's right. been trimmed. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I cut a little more out, depending on how embarrassing <laughs> and or confusing these things are. We'll see. Indeed. Yeah. And then you do the um, uh, the mixing. Uh, yes. The sound right. mixing, and uh, sometimes that does pretty well. Yeah. I. I mean, without a sort of sound isolation <laughs> room, uh, it's mm-hmm. difficult to keep consistency. The, the ambient noise is just a thing. So. Yeah. Um, I do have a different mic that I'm using. Uh, a pro. A pro level ish mic, um, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I forgot to change <laughs> the levels on the mixing board <laughs> last time when I hurriedly plugged it in, plugged it in. So uh, <laughs> I, I hope this is better. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we shall see. Otherwise, tweaking over time. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of tweaking over time, <laughs> Adriano Celentano did okay. a piece of music <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah>. a long <laughs> time ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Um, uh, toward the end of the go-go days. Huh, 1972. Okay. Uh, yeah, about that then. I don't think this is this version if it's... I, I'm, I'm not sure what if he used the original or recut it for the uh, television appearance. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, this was 
going around a while back, meme style. Yeah. Um, after Cory Doctorow posted it on Boing Boing, one of, uh-huh. one of my heroes, my literary heroes. And by it, we're talking about uh, Prison Colon Ensenine Chusol, mm-hmm. which is uh, Adriano Celentano's sort of gibberish that sounds like American English to his mm-hmm. Italian ear. Right. Um, the way he thought English sort of sounded. It's, it's a, it's a yeah. lot of English phonemes strung, mm-hmm. strung together in a right. pleasing way. And they sound, um, they sound like this. The word catchy was applied to that a lot, and it's funny be- mm. because it's it's not that easy <laughs> to to understand. In other words, no. Obviously, there are no words except all right, but maybe a yeah in there. Maybe yeah, yeah. Or you, you, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, it's a lot of chunks of things in big strings, like the title. Mm-hmm. colon in sin nine chusol. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> It's mouthful. Yeah. I had a, for, a finish for an exchange student who oh, imitated... If they're finished, why were they still going? Uh, hey, hey! Mm-hmm. How that elephant got in my pajamas, I'll never know. <laughs> Insert the cheesiest rim shot you'll ever hear. <laughs> you need the monkey. Uh, What's the visual, or the audio equivalent of that uh, monkey from the pirate film, the stop motion pirates movie that just does the rim shot? He rolls his eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. One of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's see, what was I talking about? Oh, I knew a Finnish foreign exchange student, and he would imitate uh, his version of American English, and it was basically well, yow, yow, well, well, yow. <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> so, that's what we sound like to him. Uh, Amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, the far side where the buzzards 
Look, I'm a cowboy. <laughs> howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah. Well, you know somebody uh, who makes a living or made a living uh, teaching American accents. I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's her business. And... Are, are, are we giving her a plug? <laughs> Not sure. You know what it is. She's her person. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I believe she's still got AmericanAccent.com, but it's... Uh, yeah, she, she called it American Accent Training, and that was... Um, that was what she did. She, she? she or does still. Who's yeah. she? She who? Ann Cook. Ah. She's the author and uh, owner of that sort of business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she trains a lot of um, a lot of folks from all around the world. Yeah, a lot of Asians. Mm-hmm. But uh, she trains them uh, specifically in the sort of the way we slur together our words, um, mm-hmm. so it doesn't sound. Formal or accented. Yeah. So just a, what she calls a standard American accent. I just watched the uh, last, I don't know, third of Rooster Cogburn. Oh. Uh, right before this. Sure. And uh, did Granddad take us to that film? Or was... No. Or did we just see it on TV? Yeah, we just saw it on television. Okay. A few times, I want to say, at least twice. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I was trying to remember when it would have come out. Mm-hmm. We would have been pretty, I don't know, five, six. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were older when we saw it, but mm-hmm. the the strange thing is, I have never seen True Grit in any version. I haven't oh, read really? it. I haven't seen hmm. it. So I had, hmm. I only knew that character from that movie. Yeah, yeah, we knew him from that well before mm-hmm. seeing the, the other. I think I saw True Grit once, um, quite a while ago, hmm. and then I saw the new one, hmm. which is very good. I, I would like to see the new one. I, I'm a fan of Jeff Bridges in general, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I liked it quite a bit, and then then I went and watched the old one again. Right, some things don't really hold up, <laughs> you know. To, they don't stand the test of time. They mm-hmm. they are kind of caught in that sort of. Right. Um, I, I don't know. It's a John Wayne movie. Yeah, clearly, and which is you know he sort of got could have just as easily been an honorary Oscar for best actor. Mm. That's I think that's the going thought about it. Right, right. That he he won for True Grit based on his sort of volume of work. Hmm. Sure. Not necessarily because he was so great in that particular film. Which is what the Academy often does. Yeah. They'll say, it's time to <laughs> honor this long-standing you know, member who's done excellent stuff in the past, and this was good enough. Let's, yeah. Let's just give it to them. <laughs> I don't know who he was up against, but uh, yeah. I don't either. So, That's a good question. We've talked mm-hmm. about Kim Darby mm-hmm. um, of, uh, to me, better off dead fame. Yeah. Being in it. <laughs> um, which is the reason, you know, I didn't know who she was because I'd never seen True Grit. <laughs> uh, so, looking it up real quick, the uh, the nominees for 1969, which is uh, when True Grit came out and he won, mm-hmm. were Richard Burton <laughs> for Anne of the Thousand Days as King, uh, King Henry VIII, right. Dustin Hoffman for Midnight Cowboy, Ratso Rizzo, hmm. Peter O'Toole in Goodbye Mr. Chips, mm-hmm. and John Voight in Midnight Cowboy as well. Interesting. Huh. All right. Just John Ryan, John Voight's car. <laughs> yeah, I just saw a Chrysler LeBaron go by the other day. <laughs> and I had, had to say something to myself about it. <laughs> John Voight, the actor? Right. Mm. Owner's manual. You know what? This car was owned by John Voight. Huh? You say I told you. Except John is spelled with an H. <laughs> J-O-H-N. Doesn't John Boyce spell his name J-O-N? So what do you say? Nothing. I'm sure John probably misspelled his own name. I know sometimes I spell Jerry with a G. And I'm alive. 
<laughs> get out of the car! That's right, you hired me. Get out. You are ruining this whole experience for me. <laughs> Back to Rooster Cogburn. Mm-hmm. That's the one with the uh, the floating down on a raft with all the nitroglycerin and the yes. Gatlin gun right. and so forth. And uh, for the longest time... Also, riding mm-hmm. crazily down a mountain road with the nitroglycerin. That's the other crazy part. Yeah. And Flinging then so... bottles be- behind him <laughs> as he goes. At the end, <laughs> ease, that, ease those boxes into the river. <laughs> and don't forget, that's nitro. <laughs> like, um, after they just came through the rapids, it's probably <laughs> right. okay. Right. Hey, you don't fling him in there, but still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've believed for the longest time, because I hadn't seen True Grit as it turned out, but, you know, over 20 or 30 years, I thought that I had seen True Grit. I thought that was the plot of True Grit, you mm. know, or the end of it. Oh, I, I had forgotten that that was Rooster Cogburn. Yes. And so I got those two confused until I saw True Grit. I was like, I kept waiting. When does the nitro come in? <laughs> when do they get the nitroglycerin? I see, right. <laughs> and I uh, finally realized, oh different movie what do you know <laughs> so then i ended up watching rooster cogburn again you know several years ago does it hold up so again tonight did you think uh I, I think it holds up a little more on its own hmm. uh for, I, I i take that back <laughs> i think it it is fine for its time it's just sort of a, a fun right okay we're gonna make a sequel out of this yeah and it's uh a little ridiculous you know but it's just a, kind of a fun western romp but to be fair you're a you're a fan of john wayne so oh heck yeah yeah. Uh, his work. <laughs> his work. Yeah. Sure. His acting. Certainly. If you like. His, his, yeah. his stage presence in many yeah. things. Not necessarily yeah. all. <laughs> Correct. Uh, the Cowboys being my favorite. A king is caught. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Nope. Dead got out of buzz. Oh, one of the dogs was whining out there. He's, he's wanting Those to be. whiny uh, dogs. He wanted to be let free to roam and uh, <laughs> see a human. Right. It's funny. Since I chopped out a bunch of my social media feeds, I've been <laughs> a, a little inundated with um, sort of dog and cat videos hmm. people post because I don't get quite as many political things. I still get a bunch, but yep. the r slash uh, awe section of <laughs> the internet it's uh-huh. uh, rather more prominent these days. Um, not uh-huh. as prominent as it should be, probably. I need to invest yeah, myself. When Twitter went down yesterday or the day before, mm-hmm. I noticed. And I thought, this is probably not a good thing. <laughs> no. Because it was only down for a couple hours, maybe, mm-hmm. or something. And, uh, yeah, that's too short a time to be aware, I think. Like uh, Facebook and Instagram going down. To be aware of what? To be aware, maybe randomly that happens, but if I find out, you know, through another <laughs> piece of social media, uh, it's time to back off again. I see. In my opinion. Yeah, I get a lot of the, the political stuff on Reddit, and I uh, I finally <laughs> cut out, I got all of my groups you know, on Facebook. I pared it all down to just uh, just the friends and family. <laughs> you finally unsubbed from the Donald? <laughs> uh, I got, let's see, did I get banned from there? No. <laughs> no? No, I didn't get banned on there. Right. I well during the campaign the 2016 campaign mm-hmm. um I posted something in response to somebody on there amazing fo- foolishly <laughs> and uh, and so then I got banned from the enough trump span uh, I see uh, thing cuz they just automatically see like the oh you posted there you're banned mm-hmm. here right you know it's like well, I I'm just here to find out how to get away from there <laughs> right that's true but I was only in there to get directions on how to get away from there <laughs> yeah I try I I have come across some threads or links and stuff but there's no 
real point in me looking into it. I will get stuff from world news sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I subbed to quote unquote neutral news. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really hard left uh, posting on world news. Not as many commenters, but it's all over the place. There's there's a a preponderance of U.S. stuff, I think. Right, sure. um, On world news, yeah. Wasn't really why I went there. Right. Um, And I want to hear other, you know, other regions giving me news from their places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's a very dumbed down version, but um, <laughs> I want to hear other voices from other countries. Um, mm-hmm. That's valuable, I think, to me rather than, we just don't get a lot of it. It's, um, sure. News is very U.S. focused here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So BBC is valuable, but I don't have time to, to watch it. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's tricky. You would think by uh, unsubscribing from as many politicians and uh, reporters and journalists and commenters, you know, who are you know they tend to traffic in the news and politics, that that would remove uh, <laughs> remove you from the general stream of of Trump outrage or mm-hmm. anything, you know, to the, the garbage from uh, alt-right and other things. But uh, there are a lot of people that I just know who retweet all of that stuff. Mm. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been tricky. And as I say, probably better to step back as much as possible mm-hmm. again, see if I can knock it out of being a habit just to check things to, to, see, what he, <laughs> to see what he does. I, you've seen the John Mulaney thing, right? About you got to find out what the horse is up to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a there's an element of that extending out the uh, the horse in the hospital. <laughs> the horse in the hospital, uh, yes. But yeah, correct. But uh, but I don't need to know it. I don't need to. <laughs> there are, there's so many other things that I really should be working on. Yeah, I hear I'm that. Running, I'm running out of time. Only <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but like twenty ish years statistically, which uh, doesn't seem like a lot. And yeah, that's just I... that's just alive <laughs> right that's not doing things and being, being, productive being able on. to be productive right? yeah mm-hmm. so, so-called you yep. know making things that i that i believe in and that i think i have the facility to do like me making children i've got a two-year-old <laughs> and i'm already 50 i'm about <laughs> yeah. 51 so you know yeah yeah, yeah but that's just like, ensuring your legacy so you're <laughs> on the path you are right. actively engaged i am less so <laughs> I would like to be actively engaged when she is old enough to uh, understand. I would like to be actively engaged when she becomes an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should be. And, and see how That's she is. Problem how with she that. does. Yeah. So, Why not? Well, I'm going to say that uh, hopefully by then we'll be at worst a head in a jar, uh, <laughs> able to you know explore everything through virtual reality. Right. Nah, so, too soon. It's not going to happen. I would imagine so. We I'm are, just saying. We are probably doomed, I would say. Not to be yeah. the, the gloomy bear of bad tidings, but... I'm afraid the singularity is uh, it seems rather far away to me. Now, on the other hand, you know, 3D printed skin mm-hmm. or other uh, you know joints and things like that. Yeah. As robotic surgery becomes available, and if we can get um, you know Medi- Medicare for all mm-hmm. or some kind of coverage that doesn't bankrupt you, right? Then uh, uh, we seem know, to that, be headed that way. I would say. I, mm-hmm. I would. I would say demographically, it is probably inevitable, barring a systemic collapse. Right. There's just no way to sustain the current uh, trajectory. Mm-hmm. So something has to give, and you know there isn't any other uh, viable idea that I've seen to replace it. Yeah, except so. a single payer system. Mm-hmm. Don't know how you would 
don't know how you would have a society without it. I mean, uh, a post-apocalyptic dystopian society, sure, without it, but mm-hmm. you'd give up a lot of other things as well. Yeah, well, you said, uh, you know, barring systemic collapse. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. Speaking of systemic collapses, how about uh, We Are Scientists? There? Well, I sent you this link. I, they showed up in my release radar. I don't know that I actually follow them on mm-hmm. Spotify, but their tracks come up every once in a while because they're, uh, they're sort of adjacent to a lot of bands that I do listen to a lot, do, do, mm-hmm. that I do do listen to. Um, and they're, yeah, they're, they're often really good. They make the kind of music that I tend to listen to a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this sounds confusing, but, but yet they don't always, you know, stay mm, as consistently good as some of the other bands I like. Like you say, Devin Townsend makes consistently the kind of music that I will listen to over and over again. And Isn't- uh, Django Django will do the same. They, there's a ton of stuff that they just almost can do no wrong. Battle mm-hmm. tapes, same way. Reminds me of the, the, well, we're talking about this uh, your share called Second Acts, right? By We Are Scientists, yeah, which came out right. I believe a few months ago. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you if they're uh, if this is a new thing because they sound retro, mm-hmm. you know, sort of. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like an '80s film soundtrack tune, especially the opening, you know, like uh, you know, Risky Business or something along those lines. Sure, but then. Their vocals are similar to that, but also kind of blended with the current style. It just kind of, I'm not sure exactly. It reminds me of something, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like OK Go or something. Oh, uh, yeah, I could see that, sure. I don't know, maybe a Thomas Dolby or something. Mm-hmm. I can't quite yeah. put my finger on it. It's a mix of of interesting sounds, and I like it. Right. That's that sort of geek aesthetic that he yeah. brought in. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a, because I'd been listening to so much uh, synthwave recently vaporwave mm-hmm. that probably there's a crossover there um there's another weird connection i love the band high speed scene hmm. i guess the, the high speed scene uh released one album in 2005 they had a 
I guess one or two minor hits and then disappeared. Band broke up. That was it for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite being produced by the, the Neptunes, you know, Pharrell Williams and, um, hmm. I can't remember the other one, but the album sounds amazing, which is what you would expect being produced yeah. by the Neptunes. But Max Hart, the singer guitar player for that band, uh, has toured with We Are Scientists as their sort of, uh, an additional guitar player keyboardist. Hmm. So it's all connected circles. It's very yeah, weird. The, that these, is interesting. These too. things I like. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I got to Priest and Colin Inson on Chushole was uh, a Reddit thread yesterday saying, what is your favorite non-English song? Oh, I see. So there were a whole bunch of up things. And actually, it was a surprise. Several several I knew. There would be a, that would be a good list of what is your favorite nonsense song or what is <laughs> your favorite non-language song, right? Yeah. Songs mm-hmm. that use meaningless uh, right. Manamana mm-hmm. Man, uh, would be <laughs> up there. Sure. The little girl hasn't asked for that one in you know, several <laughs> days. Right. She was on the, it for, for a few days in a row. With the Sesame Street video? Uh, Muppet Show. So I at the th- end, he phones it in and Kermit brings it uh, out to the people. But I think it, I think they did it on Sesame Street first. I think so, yeah. And then reprised it for Muppet Show. It's yeah, a, I believe so. I think it's a better produced version on the Muppet Show one. So mm-hmm. I can see that, that you want to ask for that. That Same character, right? So. Yeah, I believe so. It's a little spare. <laughs> Sesame Street. Yeah, but uh, yeah, once she's old enough, she'll uh, she'll have access to all those crazy things. <laughs> like, why do you why do you know this? Oh <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, that's that, that's a thing. I have a coworker who um, knows all of these old songs that I <laughs> that I know, and I I was trying to figure out how. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently he's the youngest of 10 mm. or several. Maybe he's not the 10 one, maybe, but he's the youngest of several siblings. And the older ones are maybe at least 10 years older. Yeah. So there's a big span and they would have been listening to, you know, older stuff or right, right. maybe when he was really young and stuff the parents grew up with. And mm-hmm. so it's just, <laughs> he absorbed like we did a lot of really mm-hmm. old timey things. That's that, a, yeah. Between the grandparents and... Mm-hmm. And uh, and mom and even my um, I remember it seemed like the bus drivers, the school bus drivers, would put on like classic golden really? oldies. No, not so much golden oldies, but like cra- classic rock a lot um, of times. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't notice that there was contemporary stuff that they they played the top rock stations for sure. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember uh, a lot of Billy Joel. Well, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking elementary school. Right, right, same, but. Mm. Or at least, Billy Joel. yeah, hmm. maybe elementary, at least junior high, hmm. for sure. The bus drivers would play that, the, the rock and roll. Mm-hmm. But by the time I was in junior high, I didn't ride the bus. Are you so. are you saying this like '60s stuff or Motown or before that? Yeah, '50s actual no, rock and roll. I think I'm gonna say mostly like '60s, hmm. maybe early '70s stuff. So not, yeah, not. Boy, it wouldn't even been called classic rock by mm-hmm. then, probably. Because this was mm. still in the seventies. It's tricky, yeah. Now, yeah. now classic rock is nineties. So, <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, hey, eighties taking... is golden oldies now. <laughs> speaking of taking things back, if uh, <laughs> if you want to send us an email, you could do so at bros at it's just called two brothers dot com. Yeah, and if you want to tweet, you can tweet at us at ijc two b. Mm-hmm. You blog many times at marcusharwell dot com. Almost every day. We'll get back uh-huh. to daily soon. Sure. Finding my mojo. Ooh. <laughs> mojo. At least mentally. Mm-hmm. Mentally, emotionally. <laughs> I forgot why I got into um, the music that we choose or that she chooses. You know, little girl. 
And I can't remember what tangent that was coming off of. I'll have to go back and listen to that week. Oh, yeah, I was going to say something about something else, but uh, too late now. I don't know. The mojo thing comes from the Father John Misty song, Date Night. Hmm. It's, uh, it's where <laughs> I also want to vanquish evil, but my mojo is gone. He says <laughs> my... In my Twitter bio. Uh-huh. I've That's, lost my mojo. I thought, yeah, I thought it was really fun. But also the song is super catchy, so. I don't think I yeah. shared that, did I? Maybe I'll play, put it under the play out. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, I remember what it was, though. Um, I, I was going to say what the, the, the non-English songs were. Oh, okay. That Got people it. were talking about. And there were several that were, like, modern uh, that I'd never heard of. You want to put that uh, in next week? Oh, maybe. Hmm. Save it. Carry over. Ooh, 5X today. Huh? Ooh, maybe that's a shame. 5X. I'll probably forget about it, too, because it'll be, I'll have done the show intro. Right